Welcome, Council of the Dirt, to this Awkward Life's podcast. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Going well. <laughs> nice cough there. Uh, let me see. Let me just check this. Hey, y'all. Eric Adcock, this Awkward Life. would like to welcome to the podcast the Council of the Dirt. Give it up, guys. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, sir. Let's go. Council of the Dirt. Uh, I guess it's just you three guys, right? Let's introduce yourself real quick, starting over here to my left. My name is Jackson. Uh, Eric is my father. Oh, okay. Love him very much. Right, right. Thank you, sir. This is Lyndon Copeland here, just a cousin of the <laughs> this awkward life. I want to get some clout off that. Yeah. And my name is Matt Davidson, and Eric uh, is my uncle, and Jackson is my first cousin. And I'm the oldest of the members of the council. The council of the dirt. So, real quick. Uh, I want one of y'all, maybe Matt, since you're the oldest, yeah. the most seasoned member of the Council of the Dirt, uh, why don't you explain to me exactly what the Council of the Dirt is? All right, so first got to know what the dirt is. The dirt is a right, right. about a two or three acre plot of land that <laughs> yep. sits right in the middle of all of our houses. Right. And uh, it was it was cleared out for a house pad, like, I don't even know what year. Like, it's as long as I can remember. And so um, we would always, let's, we just called it the dirt because it's this huge dirt pad, you know? Yeah. So that's where we, it was like a huge sandbox for whatever we wanted to do because there was just nothing down there, you know? Clay fights. Right. So yeah. yeah, it was just like, it was just, Pain. it was just Pretty red much. clay and, and like dirt and sand. And uh, it was just kind of like right in the middle of all of our houses. We're all pretty much neighbors. Right. Um, and yeah, this was before, this is before either of. Uh, Social media, or y'all were allowed to have social <laughs> yeah. media, right? No, this was no actually phones. probably before a lot of social media. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, as long as I can remember, I, we were before we were. I would say easy. How old do you think we were, y'all? It, it started when we were probably six, seven years old. Yeah, it was way years. before. Now we, we didn't were call it the Council of the Dirt, but no, that just actually happened right. like a couple of years ago. Right, 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 right. Yeah. We um, but yeah, it was pretty much us three. There was a couple people that would go down there and like play and stuff like that with us but honorable mention Ethan Camp and his brother Corbin right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, there's, there's a lot there's probably a lot of uh, also you know, Caleb Creel right right yeah. yeah there's probably a lot of uh, you know what do they call it you know when you honorary council members of yeah, the yeah, 100%, 100%. yeah yeah 100% yeah so uh, but this is like the chairman of the board here right <laughs> yeah. so the council of the dirt I remember all y'all uh, of course with, of course Jackson and Matt and Lyndon y'all are pretty much staples out there and uh, growing up uh, outside as kids should be, and uh, absolutely, you know there was a couple of uh, pellet gun fights out there. Yeah, yes. a couple of those machetes. Yeah, a I remember Lyndon almost cut a kid's uh, hand off with machete. How did that transpire, <laughs> well, right? I actually, actually, I actually cut his thumb off, half right. of it. Right. And what so, was? How did that? Tra- I, I remember watching that. I was. I wasn't even there. And that I, remember, day. I don't yeah, know. I remember a pipe. He had a pipe, and you had a machete. <laughs> so, so this is what happened. So, we played all the time out there on the dirt. And growing up, I love swords. Right. That was my thing. Right. Y'all remember, I had a I had a shield and a sword that I played with. <laughs> yeah, it was like Matt it was actually, straight up. Um, made a tree go dead by cutting yeah. all the bark off of it with, with that tree. <laughs> out in my front it was yard. a legit sword. So, this day, uh, it was just me and Caleb, me and Caleb at the dirt because I guess y'all were on vacation or something. Uh, and I, I, I watched this, but anyway, go ahead. We're, we're just messing around, you know, and I'm like, you know what would be really fun is if we fought with actual, without sticks, right, know, with, right, right. With, with my sword and then a machete. Well, of course I'm going to take the machete because it's sharper. Right. You know. <laughs> so we're just sparring, you know, having a good time. Well, 
I cut, I cut his thumb. And I didn't know I cut his thumb at this time. And he's, he just going crazy. And I thought he was just being like, just acting. I'm like, oh yeah. And he's on the ground. I like go to like, I start stabbing the ground around him. And then I noticed the blood. Right. <laughs> That's and, always a game changer. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, this yeah. is real. Yeah. And, and so he goes crazy. He goes to get on his dirt bike to go home and it won't start. And I'm just sitting there watching this all unfold. And I think, and I think at this point I turn and look towards your house, right? And you're just you're like raking or something, and you look at me and you're just like, and I act like nothing's wrong. I, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. So he he fin- eventually gets his dirt bike to start, and he gets to his house, and they uh they go to the ER and, and whatever. We see him that night, and he's fine, um, but he still has half of a thumb. Yeah, because yeah. of that. Right. Yeah. And that was always so a. I, um, I guess you could say that I won that fight. Right? Yeah, yeah I, you yeah, definitely so. yeah, and definitely some Pelican Wars and some things like that. But um, you know, I want to talk about. I really want to hit y'all with a hard question here, just straight out the, out the gate, guys. Yeah. Who sleeps better in service? Who falls asleep? Uh, that's, gonna be, that's gonna be. That's be. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson. Definitely. Jackson. I think it's gonna be. That's me. gonna be Jackson. Right, Jackson. You know, I'll see. Linda can fall asleep on the front row. But Jackson will fall asleep while cadetting on the platform. <laughs> yeah. you, you ain't wish. never fought a fight. <laughs> The machete fight at the dirt is nothing like the yeah, fight for not, sleep in that second service. Yourself, man. Right. The second service on Sunday is the, is the hardest thing. Especially Dude. if they serve a heavy meal in between. Right. You know, you get, you get the, a baked potato in there, you're done. <laughs> you're fighting different demons then, man. And pastor's teaching you it's not really a upbeat service. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. tough. Well, you think he ever looks at y'all like, what? They're oh, my he boys. Has. Oh, no, no doubt. doubt. Has. No doubt. No doubt. That amen corner just snoozing, you know? I can just see him up there like, Really? What are y'all doing? Yeah, because all the other kids are in Sunday school. It's just us up right. there. Well, I, I fell asleep in, in Sunday school the other day. So, uh, but uh, so, um, so many things I, I really want to talk to y'all about. Uh, I've watched y'all grow up and really just uh, come from a bunch of kids, and, and this goes for a lot of a lot of the young men, and um, and really y'all out so many young men in that age group. Not a whole lot of, of, of girls there, so it's, it's mostly just y'all. And I dealt with y'all a whole lot as far as with youth camps and, and things like yeah. that. Uh, one thing that I do remember is my weak attempt as a Bible quiz coach. <laughs> that had to have been the absolute worst. I, I don't think I was in your... Was I, I remember my weak attempt at a Bible quizzer. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey. was, I was good the first like couple of weeks, and then I was like, man, this ain't for me. To that point, real quick about Jackson being a weak Bible quizzer, he <laughs> he he, uh, he wasn't really a weak Bible quizzer, but he wasn't just you know the hardest hitter. Right. So so this there's this there's a story we went to uh we were in Buford quizzing. I think we were intermediate. And that's like the remember. Duke. Yeah, uh, you're yeah, in yeah. The Super you walk Bowl. into like you know Duke Stadium there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're in a tight spot. You know, like the last couple questions, we're tied. This man buzzes in <laughs> on a thirty point question. <laughs> I'm that, okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. He buzzes in on a thirty point question, which is the hardest questions to <laughs> a answer, but to buzz in before the uh quiz masters through asking the question. Yeah, it don't really make any sense to anybody who's not like done Bible quizzing. So but, pretty much yeah, thirty point questions are the hardest ones. Yeah. So this man buzzes in, finishes it, gets it right, and we win that quiz and that was that was pretty good. I've hit a lot of game winning basketball shots in my life, but nothing was quite as satisfying as getting that five part question <laughs> interruption correct. Right. I can remember. I, I remember that. That was a proud dad yeah, moment. Pretty, I'm we like, were all sweating clutch, bullets. Man. The rest of the team was. Yeah, yeah. Bible quizzing is, is good. Thank God, Sister Lanita Camp right, come right, through right. and has built us. I mean, she, they, her, and who else was it? Sister, um, 
Sister Bell. Sister Moore, Sister Bell. Yeah, they really come in there and really fulfilled that role. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I'm, I'm real proud you guys were like the guinea – I mean, not the guinea pigs, the, the, the first ever well, No, I, definitely, I was definitely part of the guinea pig. Oh, yeah. we did, I did the first year. It was um, we. There was just a lot of stuff that we didn't know, but they're they're the kids now are actually like pretty decent. Oh yeah, they're, yeah. yeah they so pretty good. what? Some I mean, on both y'all. I mean, all three of y'all probably um, born on Sunday and well, born on Tuesday or Thursday and in, in church on on Sunday. So oh yeah. Some of your earliest memories of church. I'll start with Jackson. What are some of the earliest memories you can remember growing up in the church? Probably my earliest memories would be. Um, just to be honest, would be sleeping under the pews right. and yeah. bringing my toys with me to church. I can remember one time, uh, this actually has to do with Matt, uh, <laughs> we sat across from each other. Right. Yeah. Mom and Dad, y'all sat on one side, and then they sat the aisle over right you know, on the edge of the pew. Yeah, and they still do. The parents are still right, that way. Right, 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 right. Well, this... this Either Sunday afternoon service, and by the way, thank God for the new schedule. Yes, it's yeah, amazing. Yes. It's amazing. New schedules. But up? back in the day, it was you know <laughs> the good old days. Right. So whether we were in choir practice or whatever we were in, I had gotten a hold of a styrofoam cup and it was water in it. <laughs> well, Matt is sitting across the way, just on my just on my case about drinking a sweet tea in the church. <laughs> that, yeah, I don't that remember this at yeah, all. I don't know if you'd be saved these days. Meanwhile, I'm just right. sitting in the corner just sipping on the, some water. So you, you, you're thinking it's sweet tea, but it's water. I guess so. Yeah. I don't remember this right. at all. Yeah. Well, I remember it very clearly because I'm sitting there just knowing that he's wrong in this and that I've actually got water in this cup, not sweet tea. So that's was, probably, that a, was that a tell-all or run-tail or whatever it was? It probably uh, – well, well, what did, what did uh, I used what, to say? A tell-on. Yeah, that's probably what the tell-on. <laughs> a tell-on. And, and then I also remember um, the first couple of times I ever ran the aisles. Um, it was a lot smaller church, but oh, I got dad, good running the aisles. Dad, dad would hold my hand and uh, <laughs> run around the church, and I know you you have some experience with that with Walker as well. But that's probably some of my earliest memories. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Lyndon, what about you, though? So to kind of, I, I kind of had the same couple memories growing up. Uh, as far as the, our first memories go, I would, I too would bring toys and play right. under the pews. I think every kid right. does that. Uh, well, I remember I was feeling a little, and this, this was kind of, this was a Sunday night, church was on fire, like the choir was singing, it was amazing. Uh, well, I, I, I'm playing with my toys or whatever, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna run there next time, <laughs> next time uh, they run. Well, I'm sit, I sit on the right side of the church, so I'm kind of like. Right towards the end of the lap, yeah. you know. How, how old? How old do you think you were? I, I probably was like five. Yeah, there six, you maybe, go. Something like Good that. old leg stretch age. <laughs> so, so uh, you gotta understand, I'm wearing some Stacy Adams. Right. Yes, sir. And then they have no grip whatsoever. Yeah, you was walking different. And I and I was. So I took off running, and I and I come around the first. No, I, I come around the first corner, and then I I go take a left to go up the center aisle. And my shoe comes flying off. <laughs> and this is my first time running the aisle, so I went out on a limb, you see. Right. And uh, I remember Alan Graham coming, picking me up off the ground. I, yeah, I'm crying. You know, I'm embarrassed. He comes and picks me up off the ground. He's laughing, smiling. He brings me back yeah. to my mom. And I can't remember the next time that I ran the aisles after that. Yeah. But uh, I was a couple of steps closer to the Lord right, after right. that. I have, I have a bunch of, like, weird memories. I, one time uh, I had... Somebody gave me some money for offering, and I choked on a quarter. And somebody had to hit me with a Heimlich in the women's bathroom. I don't know if anybody else lived through that. And then uh, my running the aisle story, 
I, for some reason, we had a youth rally or something. We used to like, we never had stuff like that. Yeah. And um, there's the a day. church in uh, Canton, the Bryants. Like most of the kids that went there were a lot. They were a lot older. And so uh, we had this youth rally, you know, and they start running the aisles, and I was on just, uh, just you know, getting the fray as right. they come by. Yeah. And uh, actually, a guy that's in the Marines now just trampled me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how old I was, but I was I was done for. And then another one come up behind me, and never he never skipped a step. I remember he would he just put his like hands under my arms and picked me up and carried me the entire rest of the time. He ran, and then dropped me uh, dropped me up front. Yeah, it was yeah. it was a. Uh, I, I forgot about that until yeah. and he still started talking about running the aisles. That's funny. So growing, growing up in in church, uh, I, I guess y'all have been uh, I never say sheltered, insulated. Yeah, yeah. And, and insulation yeah. is a, is a good thing. You have to have that in houses oh, yeah. and wiring and things like that. I hate it when people say something about sheltered. That's I don't think anybody's ever sheltered in this life. Uh, no, you're going to be exposed to some junk, yeah. something all the time. Uh, so. The insulation factor, I know we've got, y'all have uh, grown up under, oh, Lord, so many great youth leaders, and, of course, our pastor. Oh, to, yeah. to, but some of the, the youth leaders that's, that's had effects on y'all's life. Um, Jackson, why don't you start? Can you name one or two? And maybe, and, that, and y'all can name the same ones, yeah. but, I mean, don't, I know we've had a, a good many that, that's been real, real influential in y'all's life. Yeah, I can name several just from growing up, probably – Probably my earliest, as far as spiritual mentor, I guess you could say. And this was a throwback, but um, sister, sister, sister Glenda. Oh, she wow, was. Yeah. She was yeah. our Sunday school. Class. She was our Sunday school teacher, wow. and there were several things that. First yes, as far as that is that I can remember, you know, yeah. what I'm saying like you know, but she and kind of like you would do that um, whenever in your Sunday school you would. You, you put your own spin on, yeah. on Sunday school, and she kind of did the same thing. She would take and almost just teach us. It wasn't yeah. as much, but I can still remember um, um, some of the lessons. Right, the lessons and the examples she used. You still have your hammer? I've got my hammer. I've yeah, still got it. That's great. Um, and then, of course, just, just all the way up from my Aunt Charlene teaching the, the – the preteen class way back in the day. Yeah. Um, oh my God. So many people. And that needs to be brought That's back. Right. So, I mean, and I'm going to talk about that here in a few um, minutes. But. Probably, um, and then for the most part of my youth days, which is weird to say that because I'm, I'm a youth still, but I'm not technically in the youth group. None of us are. But That's uh, weird, isn't it? It's, it's strange. But uh, Brother Ryan Brister had a great impact on my life just um Cause I don't know, I don't know where I'd be without him and his leadership. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. But I also, um, my last youth pastor, uh, Brother Cardwell, he also put a lot of things into me that uh, maybe Brother Ryan couldn't, and Brother Ryan put things into me that that maybe yeah. Brother Brother uh, Nick oh, couldn't. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. yeah. Um, really, all of my mentors growing up were just amazing people. Yeah, Lily. So Jackson pretty much covered the two. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this is what you call whenever. Um, it's like you get a bunch yeah, of preachers the up there. Thing, like, yeah. Yeah. This is what happens whenever you're teaching Sunday school class. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, and, and, and like I said, Sister Glenda. Now, I had not, never heard that. No, Brother But uh, Brother Clay had a right. – Brother Clay yeah. Barber and Sister yeah. Ashley Barber were, were big in that. Uh, and they taught in a little bit different of a way. They led by a lot of – they had a lot of works. They If you needed works done, things done – they were the ones to go to, you yeah. know. So they they stuck to illustrations right. as opposed to just 
saying a bunch of words. Right. You know, because little kids aren't going to be engaged unless you give them something to be engaged. Right. Now, they can't help that, yeah. you know. Right. They got to be entertained and taught at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you're not going to get a group of kids just to sit down and have a Bible study. Right. You know, that's yeah. not going to happen. Break over the book of Hosea or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, Sister Glenda, my earliest memory, um, I remember her first, my, my very first um, lesson that I guess I was in. She, so... Our Sunday school teachers every quarter would change like the theme, yeah. and then with the theme there would be new a new group of kids, you know. And we were that new group of kids. And her first um, lesson that she taught was about her not having our blood on her hands, you know, because she's our she was our teacher at the time, and she's supposed to be she has been trusted to teach us, you know, and and stuff like that. So she she got it. To the, the seriousness of the na- the seriousness of it really hit home the first day. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was so immediate. Right. The so first lesson. The illustration she used <laughs> kind of was she had she had a bottle of ketchup behind her po- a podium, and at the end of her message <laughs> or her Lord. I guess her tea or her um, lesson, lesson, she put it on her hands and come around the podium and was like rubbing it together, and she said, "I don't want y'all's blood on my hands." Wow. And of course, we that. That that just hit us. That just right. you yeah, know. and that was my first uh, I guess lesson I remember, That's and it hit crazy. home. I remember that to this day. Wow. Uh, and then of course Brother Ryan. Yeah. He was a. Uh, and there are so many more. But yeah, 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 but those just stick out. Yeah. He was our preteen class yeah. teacher, and then he was our youth pastor. Yeah. So he pretty much raised me, you know. Yeah. What about Matt? Yeah, I uh, I'm a I'm just. Two years older than y'all, right. so I had a, just a little bit different. You come in with like Andrew, brother Andrew yeah, Howard. Andrew like, okay, Howard, yeah. he was actually, but Andrew Howard was actually going. He was, I think it was like in the last couple months, he was youth pastors. Yeah. Whenever I kind of started coming to the youth, and um, and then whenever he went out, Clay and Ashley Barber, yeah. uh, yeah, which I is actually think, some of my family. Yeah, they, but I would think that would been a good mix for you because you were pretty. Pretty rowdy, ready to mix oh, it yeah, up and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Was, you liked, and you and I was a wild. Yeah, well, what I meant like that is like you and Clay are almost. Um, y'all like the outdoors. You like yeah, the yeah. Cooking. I mean, we both we got cook. we got along really good, right. even though like he was our youth pastor and stuff like that. Like there was still like respect there, obviously. Yeah. God kind of knew. Was yeah, nothing against Brother Andrew Howard. He was yeah, yeah. But I mean, he did great. For y'all's what he did. group, the barbers. You know, honestly, really... it. I don't feel like Clay and Ashley. Well, Barber could have like came in and did what they did if he wouldn't have set like the kind of foundation and structure. Yeah. Because up until that time, we didn't have like a really we had set youth pastors. I remember, but it was more just like people from the church helping with the youth. It yeah, wasn't like right. a youth yeah. pastor. Yeah. And then he came in. He established and, um, the cadets. Too, yeah. He right um he did the that. cadets. Yeah, cool. He did um he gave us like he at that time we were elevate you. Clay or no, this is Brother Howard. Uh, yeah, yeah, Brother Howard. Yeah. He did that. He um he actually made like merchandise, like yeah. hoodies and oh, yeah, stuff like that. that. He kind of yeah. started all that. And then um Uncle Clay, well uh, Clay Barber, he came in and um he kind of took that and ran with it and kind of did like a lot of the same stuff but Howard was doing, but he would teach more and stuff like that. I actually I still remember um he almost always no matter what he taught. <laughs> I don't know if y'all are ever old enough to be in any of his stuff, but um I would go when mom and dad would yeah. be there. Yeah, I never, I never. His was. messages would always come back to like prayers, the foundation. Yeah, every single time, uh, and so that it kind of went from that, and then after they, um, uh, after uh, brother Ryan Brister and his wife took over as youth pastor, then um, I was a little bit older then, so 
it was uh, I was I won't say I was mature by any means, but I was older than I was obviously, and so um, I kind of took up with him a lot, and we actually this is kind of random, but his if if uh, sister Megan didn't go to the youth like function with us, she they only had one car, so she would take the car home. <laughs> Well, he only lives like half a mile from the church, right? And I, I was like right next door to him. He was kind of like he was our neighbor for a while. And so me and him would walk home from the church. Like everybody would, cars would be flying by us, and we'd just be out there like, walking down the middle of the road like three o'clock in the morning. And we would talk just about. Sometimes it would be serious. Sometimes it wouldn't be serious at all. Um, we just joke and cut up. And, but sometimes there was actually like very, very, very like life changing conversations we had. Like after just a random night at youth, like walking, walking back, and then um, uh, brother Cardwell was I don't know if I can't remember if I was actually in the youth group or not whenever he took over, yeah. but anyway, um, and then he kind of I actually helped him a lot, um, because I was a little bit older, um, and he, he whenever he took over as youth pastor, he had just I think moved to the yeah. church right. a couple months yeah. ago, so he didn't really know everybody. Moved. Yeah, 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 exactly, um, and so. Um, I kind of was, you know, I would, I spent a lot of time with him and if he, um, because I knew everybody a little bit, you know, better than he did, obviously. Yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, I had, man, I, I had great, I had great, great leadership. And real quick before, I don't want to take a lot of time, but another, um, I, was, I think I speak for all of, I don't know about, I don't think you were ever in this class, but all of my age, all of our guys, we absolutely loved your class. Oh my class! Oh, yes, God. yes, it was. No, I never was in there. It was. You've never you missed been missed out. You missed. We out. and I, Lenny, you you probably agree with me. I mean, a hundred percent. Your class was just. We enjoyed your Sunday school class. Well, I appreciate that. So I just wanted to add that. Well, thank you. Remember the um, just real quick. Remember the uh, <laughs> remember when we had to learn all them verses. Yep. And whoever learned the verses we could still go on that trip. Right. That's what I was getting to. Yeah. Y'all still haven't taken us on that yeah, trip. Yeah, I know. That, so. that, that's oh, going to be a Holly question right there. But oh, it comes back to haunt you, all them, all them false that promises. That was when y'all were like eight, <laughs> eight or nine. It was I can't remember. But, yeah, we, we're going to get to that. I promise you we're going to get to that. <laughs> uh, someone stopped me the other day in town, and he was talking about how great uh, – this is another minister. Um, um, and um, he was talking about the culture of our church. And about how you probably couldn't find another church anywhere that had uh, a good culture, and I think he's talking about it as far as you know, obviously you know, um, standards and and holiness and things like that. But I want to talk a little bit more about the culture of acceptance. Yeah. Our our church has always been one of acceptance oh, yeah. as far as there's right. not any big eyes, little you type things. You know, y'all growing up and here y'all are, and I want to touch. I want to come back to this in a little bit. But all three of y'all operate on the platform and mo- multiple levels. I know Matt sings in the praise team, runs media uh, and fixes things a lot, you know. Uh, and uh, Jackson, you and uh, Lyndon both sing in the praise team, and Lyndon uh, plays the piano. Um, you know, as as a, I don't think there's anything that a young person loves more than attention from an older, cooler person. And um, so <laughs> that's so true, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about the culture y'all are instilling. I know that, um, you know, I'll be fifty years old this this coming year. That's half a century, and um, I think in in some ways, uh, when I come into the church, it was you know thirty people. At Sister Ashley was one of the first youths. I can remember the the bus that we took me and Sister Holly <laughs> took out, and 
I think Ashley was a, a youth there, and Lord, I, I can't remember rest. It was it was just just a handful, but um, Pastor Copeland's always tried to instill an inclusiveness amongst people. So tell me a little bit about the culture y'all are trying to create. I'll let Lyndon start out with this, as far as you know, acceptance, new people coming in, and talk. And I want to talk about. And, and I know I'm throwing this big question out there. But um, you talked about uh, Aunt Charlene, Sister Charlene, when she she taught uh, the preteen kids. That's something that needs to come back. Right. Yeah, and I, I do believe. I think that, there are, um, like, outside of Sunday schools. I think there are some small groups and stuff yeah. like that that were coming up this year. I know. Um, um, I think I don't. It's not going to be for the preteen, but I think uh, Brother Dylan Craft. Yeah, is going to be heading up. I'm going to help him out with that. Maybe y'all can guest yeah. star in some of that because there's nothing more than than um young men look up to to older older yeah, older that's true older young men whatever. But anyway, talk a little bit about the our church culture and what do you, what do y'all do to uh, say a new church a new member comes in or someone prays through the Holy Ghost that's your age. Um, what are we doing out there? in our church to uh, to make them feel more at home? You know, it's, it, it really just starts with speaking to them, you know, like in services and, you know, maybe invite them to come sit on the front row because no new kid is going to just come sit on the front row right. with the youth group, you know. Yeah. And um, really I think it's just extending the hand of, you know, hospitality to them. Yeah. Uh, just being being friendly, speaking to them. Um, if, if a kid does not feel welcome – then they're just going to shut off all their emotions as far as church goes because church is already kind of a vulnerable place for someone that's new that is new to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if they can feel comfortable with the youth group and then start going to youth events and starting to get familiar with everybody, then just a couple weeks or a couple months, they're going to be, you know, uh, yeah. <clears throat> not at the same level, I guess you would say, but they'll be comfortable, with, I guess, with our youth group. And as far as our youth group goes with the acceptance level, I don't think there's a single – type of kid that could come into our youth group that they wouldn't be accepted. Right. You know? yeah. It's just because they've seen the way that we've handled new converts and then really the adults in our church, you know? Yeah. Um, as far as a culture that we're trying to create is the, the younger generation that's coming up. Um, you know, we, we lived through the building of our new, of our new building. Right. You know? We had, we went up there many times, helped, we helped build the gym. Uh, I think the culture that we're trying to build now is just, Nothing's free, you know. Right. Um, I think, I think it's really weird for a kid. It's not weird, but like, uh, probably going to cut this part out. And I'm, I'm starting. No, to, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, but for a kid to like be born into a church this size, it's almost second nature for them to think that you know this just happens everywhere. Right. This doesn't happen everywhere, yeah. you know. Um, That's it's got to so be fought for. Yeah. You know. Our prayer life that we had was helped, was was helped cultivated by other people in our church. You know, um, it doesn't just come natural. Right. The yeah. the building that we have, the the culture that we have, doesn't just come natural. You know, and I think what we're trying to do is, you know, hey, we've told we've we've told our kids many times, the youth group, hey, uh, this isn't free. You know, this right. doesn't just happen everywhere. It has to be, the ground has to be told and the seed has to be planted, and you have to nurture the plant as it grows. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's good, dude. Oh. Um, Talking about, you know, I can remember um, just being able to, just having a, a, and it's not all about facilities, but then again, you know, what God yep. blesses, He, He multiplies, and right. um, you see a lot of lot of young people that, you know, six, seven, eight years old that have um, maybe not 
been in the uh, the little churches or or, or or the things like that. So, um, you know, Jackson, how do you get how do you how do you uh, you know get the younger kids to um, you know if you're always there, it's almost like you 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 you've just been there. You've yeah. never you've always it's just like oh we've always had this and yeah. we've always been yeah. able to do this. we've always had you know fifteen hundred people at our youth rallies and things like that. But when there was like six, <laughs> you know, who are yeah. yeah. uh, you know when right. things like that. So uh, I guess talk a little bit about thankfulness, Jackson, on on that part about how how you instill thankfulness to the next generation. How how do you go about that? Yeah. Um, and I think well I'm gonna preface that by saying this. Um, mine and Lennon's because the generation me and Lennon grew up in and what Matt grew up in is completely different um, it was a different different even people. two years even two, two years, years okay. yes yeah. well and the re- and a lot of that too is like usually kind of the way it's not really a rule or anything like that just kind of the way it's always happened a youth pastor will usually stay yeah. for two years and then that's a, it's a lot to put on you know a co- especially like a young married right. couple so they right. usually change out so yeah like we right. They kind of grew up in a, not a different youth group, but like a, I was friends with a different set of people right. with them inside of like I'd say like the outside church of the council of the dirt outside right, of right, the right, dirt. Right, okay. And course, so with yeah. that came a um, and luckily for us, all of us guys, like you said, there wasn't a whole lot of girls. There might have been two girls, right. other than, yeah. but there was probably what Bree, yeah, there might have been ten what what ten thirteen of us that came in all at the same time. Yeah, yeah there was uh, more girls in my in my it, age group. Well, they were a little bit older than the so. Other what I what I'm saying is is that um, we didn't have as many older guys to almost look at. We did. Have, there were not saying that there weren't any because obviously there was. But the uh, y'all were a pretty self sufficient group, right? Y'all's group, now, right? Matt, I, I can remember Matt's group. I had some knuckleheads right, to look yeah. up to, bro. Yeah, half of them were in jail. He was <laughs> Matt was the youngest. <laughs> All the older boys were. Uh, all the older boys were were pretty pretty rough, right, pretty right. tough. You yeah, know? they were tough. And man. Matt coming as a twelve year old, right. really having to fight through a bunch of sixteen, seventeen, right. eighteen year olds that sometimes had their mind on on other things. Right. Yeah. And um, so yeah, I can see that where y'all come in with like gangbusters, like ten of right. y'all, and, and most of those guys were like you said. Were, and it really right. wasn't it really wasn't that bad. The, right. The main right. deal was is like well, there's it just was a big me difference between and then a twelve year old and like, sixteen year old. It was like right. me and Rhett Vowell. And I'm trying to think if there's that, like anybody else that's my, exactly point. my age. Like it was, so it seemed like there was a lot more of them. There was honestly only probably four or five of them, but compared to Jackson's group, but I would do want to say something like tagging back to the what you were talking about, like our youth group being inclusive. Those guys, though, like I was, I was wild. I was, I was, I was just mischievous as right. I get out. I don't yeah. know why. I just was. I was just a bad kid. It feels like sometimes. Not morally bad because I was like twelve, no, you're, you're all but good just, kid. just I was just really mischievous. But those guys kind of took me in, and they made me feel included and stuff like that but, to a degree. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, there's always I was twelve and they were, you know, yeah. about to get married. You right. know, <laughs> but like, um, that's what, and that, and that's what one of my, as like the younger guys, not really Jackson's age because we were all, we were pretty close in age. Right. But the, the probably the youth group right below Jackson. As I was going out, I felt like I hadn't done enough to make those right. guys feel included. So that little bit of time I had left, I really tried to, and I probably didn't do as good a job as I should have. But I tried to make sure that they felt included. Right. One of my favorite quotes 
I'm not trying to be, you know, whatever, but one of my favorite quotes is, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. It's good. And I felt like they thought that I was important in the youth group because we were cadetting right. and we were doing all these things like that, but it really wasn't that important. Right. It was more important for us to, you know, to be there for them. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And that was the whole point we were there. I think that's the, about thankfulness teaching this young group is there was a lot of things that happened to Linda and I's generation. Um, um, Brother Ryan, which was our youth pastor, he went off to um, fulfill his fulfill his calling to be an evangelist. So there was probably six, seven months where we really didn't have a youth pastor. Yeah. So, like you said, we were very self sufficient. We had we had to do it. We if if we didn't do it, there was no youth group. Um, and then Brother Nick Cardwell came in and, and helped us. So, if anything, I would say to the younger kids is is like Lennon said, um, it's it's not free in that, um, uh, you know we. Everything that's, and that's something that that worries me. It doesn't worry me because I, I, we have a great group of kids. We have a great group of kids, and I love them to death. But I do not. I don't want to see the things that my generation fought for and the generation before us fall because of they just did, they don't understand. And and, and uh, it almost feels like the metaphor, like the you know strong times or whatever. Right, or good right. times create weak yes. men. That kind yeah. of deal. Right. I don't feel like you and, know it's not really that way as much in the church. But it almost feels like they are not as thankful for right. it because they didn't have those. Right. It's not because they're bad kids. Yeah, it's just... They were just knuckleheads before us. And, uh, I remember like us fighting for a culture in the youth group where like we were going to take a stand and we were going to do what's right. It wasn't a, you know, we were, it wasn't going to be a cool thing to not, right. you know, to not be living right and stuff like that to where like we had to, I feel like that my generation and even the like, Jackson generation and Linda's generation or whatever, had to fight for that that culture where like we're not going to be right. It's not it's not it's not the cool thing to do to be you know acting like an idiot and sneaking off on the weekends and right. stuff like that. The cool thing to do was to be at the youth the youth rallies, the youth services and stuff like that. Yeah, and I agree with Jackson on that. Like it almost feels like they didn't see that as much. It's not really their fault, but since they didn't experience, yeah, they didn't they didn't experience that of like. While everybody else was off sneaking off doing stupid stuff, us setting a um, principle to be at youth group, uh, be at the youth services and stuff like that, and um, I just don't want them to take that for granted. I agree. So that's, that, that's a good point. To that point, I think I can speak for all of our all of our parents whenever I say that, like, if 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 there was something yeah, going on at the church, to our parents, man. it does not matter if it was youth, it doesn't work night. Practice. It doesn't matter what it was. Dipping strawberries for fundraisers. We were up Dipping there. strawberries. Dipping we're, strawberries. Our, 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 our uh, preteen and teen years were shaped around the church. You know, even we were, if we weren't dipping the strawberries, we just ran oh yeah, we were just up there. We were yeah, there. Right. yeah. We were at. The, I, I probably spent more of my life at the church than anywhere else. Obviously, home. Yeah. You know, but that's just so true. And 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 I, I guess you know you can be so close to some things at times you just. You're blind to it, and um, I can remember when this COVID thing. I want to touch on COVID just a little bit. Not really conspiracy theories, just about how it <laughs> shaped us. Like we could go off on a deep trail of that, but I can remember um, we heard, didn't know what was going on with this stuff. Right. You know, we didn't know. Pastor, no one had a clue. I can remember right. the early stages of of COVID, watching the CDC website, and just that wouldn't it, even let me go camping because of COVID. Yeah, I mean, we just didn't know. I mean, we. All we knew was just going to be, um, you know, it's 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 bad out there, bruh. And I can remember the the the. It was like pastor it was like I can't remember if it was a Tuesday or a Sunday night, and he just said, "Hey, you know what? We don't. We're going to have to. 
either um, you know, do something online or whatever. And I can remember a uh, young person after young person stand up saying, well, I don't know what we're going to do. This is, yeah. this is our life, you know? Yeah. And um, I guess I knew that and I, I have known that, but I guess it just broke my heart to hear y'all say that because it, it made me so proud to know that this, that's your life. So having said that, you know, um, how thankful are you? Um, and that's just whoever wants to answer that um, about how you know how COVID. Because y'all are social creatures. Every, I mean, well, Matt, Matt's Matt's a social animal, but he likes to socialize in the wild a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was it was it was definitely um, COVID mate or the COVID time where we were having you know. Um, Driving, driving church. To, to me, it really showed like how strong our youth group right. was and how much their heart was in. Because they were, yeah, they weren't been, doing it just yeah. for because their parents were making them. Because there was a lot of opportunity to just. There were several nights yeah. where we would, and this and this just goes back to fighting for it. Um, a, a couple core couple of guys and girls would be like, "Hey, let's go to the church and pray," yeah. and we would be up yeah. there for hours. Yeah. And it was it was almost maybe not as much we wanted to pray. I mean, obviously we wanted to pray, but it was just to be with each other and yeah. that created such a bond with and I feel like my friend group is so much closer than friend groups that you might have had and in, in that yeah. like my oh, sister yeah, might sure. have because of what the things we went through and yeah. and I, I tell you it was almost like it was like a piece whenever we wasn't at the church right. every, almost every single night of the week doing something right it was like everything was out of whack yeah oh yeah it was everything was like you could it was just like you I didn't like Spiritually, physically, everything. I just felt completely out of order. I'm a pretty much a creature of habit anyway, but like especially during all that, and it really made me, uh, really made me proud. Especially like Jackson talking about like all them really taking initiative, like go up there and pray and stuff like that. And I and I do think that's why y'all's friend group so strong is 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 because of that. Yeah, I think I think for me, whenever the pandemic hit, as far as like driving church and stuff like that goes. I was so afraid of taking a back seat in church without even yep. thinking about it but yeah, that I too, made yeah. a point right. to be there, uh, be there early. You know, I made a point to pray more because yeah. you knew you weren't having church and pre-service yeah. prayer. And even though you have one midweek service and then that's two services on Sunday, that's a big, that's a big part of your walk with God. You know. Yeah. Um, so it's almost like you know, in a lot of people, and of course you've got. You got people you can't even talk to it about without just getting either side of the, the you know that gets mad about it, but you know it just comes back here and y'all talk about it. it. Just comes back to the scripture, you know, what the devil meant for oh, yeah. evil, God turned to good. good. Yeah. You know, obviously it was a terrible thing and still going on, but uh, it's those times that really made y'all. And right. I, I guess I'm, I, I know I'm thankful for that. Oh, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, looking back on it now, maybe kind of take a, a little bit away from the end. Twenty twenty might have been a year of just, um, I guess, being bored and not being able to go places. But if anything, I feel like I feel like not being able to go anywhere really. It was almost like, and this is just for me. I don't know about y'all, but it was almost like God just slowed down my life and just said, yeah. "You know what? You shouldn't be." And I, I still have and friends. You know what? And you know what? You saying that like He slowed down? That's like. <laughs> You look at the revival we just had last year in like 2021. It was almost like, and that we're still having, you know. Yeah, I'll, oh, yeah. yeah, we're still having. But like, when you said, you know, there's certain times. But the covenants talked about it uh, in services before. But it's like God will, um, if you don't like 
focus in on, you know, if you're not right. focused on God and stuff like that, God will give you a reason to focus on him or yeah. he'll take yeah. everything, all the distractions yeah. away from you. I feel like that was almost as for the yeah. churches as a whole. I was so, I can remember myself, you know, I was so worried about, I'm going to go to this conference, I'm going to go to this conference, I'm going to see yeah. these people. But it's almost like God said, you know what? Let's focus on your church. Yeah, I don't feel like we would have the revival we were having, or had or having without right, without that year of like. It's almost like yeah. you know when you go into a dead area with your phone <laughs> and there's no service. <laughs> yeah, and you finally get oh, that mean, first bar. You mean still Mississippi? <laughs> You, you mean, you mean still in between here and Forest, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, if you're me you, from your wife, you get, where, where yet, where yet? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. You know, so y'all y'all learned that one no, day. that's from Forest to Raleigh. That's right. right. Yeah, there's <laughs> well, there's a lot of dead there. areas there. Uh, to, to Funny story real quick about driving service. <laughs> me and Jax would always link, you know, in driving service. We, I'd get in his truck or whatever. Oh, my gosh. And his truck was so loud, he had to turn it off the whole time. You know, you couldn't have the air on. So... <laughs> He goes to Got he goes to press out. it press the button to like just turn like the electric electrical part of the truck yeah. on just to like get some air, and for some reason I think I thought it would be funny to turn the volume on the stereo all the way up, <laughs> and I think it was like Need to Breathe or like Toby Mac or something Toby playing. Mac. Toby Mac was playing. Why was I listening to Toby Mac? I have no idea. Because Toby Mac was playing. Just blaring. And so he starts it up in the radio, <laughs> and we had the windows down, you know. Well, the radio <laughs> is full blast, and Brother Copeland's preaching, and I and. And it's hard to just blast in Toby Mac. And then we turn Father out. God, I'm claying your hands. <laughs> Help me to stay this way. He has been so patient with the youth. I mean, I just, I don't yeah. know. He is, he's always just been, because uh, every, I guess every young person that's come through the church that's still there, um, and we've retained so many, so many people have just grown up in the church. But he has had a colorful bunch, no doubt. And oh, yeah. he's always, um, I want to move on to, um, I think it was a year ago, we did a conference, a small conference. It wound up being a pretty big conference. And um, the youth did everything. Y'all did um, every bit of the music, the, the multimedia, things like that. Um, there's a small changing of the guard, it seems like. I know we've oh, yeah. got a, a couple of, um, you know, Ella. <laughs> Ellis has just stole the drums from Chancey, you know, yeah, basically, yeah. you know. Ellis is a beast. And, um, I mean, Brother Chancey still gets to play. He's a beast still, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Ellis, I think, takes the bulk of everything. And, you know, we got uh, Corbin and Ryan up there on the on the bass at times. Jude on an organ like, and Corbin looks like a musician. Right, yeah. right. No expression, and, just uh, tearing it up. You know, um, and really, to be honest with you, you know, musicians hit their stride in their late 40s, so y'all don't think y'all going to take over <laughs> – Everything, but just in the say Sunday, just say coming up tomorrow, um, something were to happen, and, and um, Jason and, and uh, Chancey and, and, and uh, Corbin, I'm not Corbin, but um, uh, Brother Val and even uh, Sister Lauren, just say they come down with a Kobe or something like that. They couldn't come to church. The Kobe. And it's all on you guys. It's all on y'all to get up there. And to prepare and to, to not so much just play and sing. I know y'all got the power. I know y'all got the talent to do that. But how important is it to, like Jason does, feel after the service? Have y'all, oh. are y'all learning to do that? Are you learning to, because I know a lot of times he seems to just always have the right song, you know? It, 
And so talk to me a little bit about y'all stepping into those roles. That is probably the hard. I was, I was, me and Linda were uh, getting ready to sing one night, and I looked at him and was like, I don't know why, but I'm so nervous. And it yeah. wasn't that I was nervous to sing, because I've been singing for years. It was almost nervous that it's, th- it's that part that I feel like is is the more difficult part to sing, and is knowing what to say and, and what to, it's just to lead the song. Um, because anybody can get up there and sing. Right. That's, anybody well, can not sing. anybody. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyone who can hold a note can get up there and sing. And I feel like it's following the Holy Ghost and... Right, right. Yeah. And that's, I think, the part that taught us both off. That's the part that, you know, I remember you, you went over to me and I was like, man, I'm so nervous. You're like, man, me too. Uh, and you're right. We've been singing for years. Yeah, you know? you're right. But it's more than talent, you know. Um, but and but the youth rally, I, I can remember, and we've had, I think, three in total that we've done completely on our own. Ascend. Ascend yeah. and um, Elevate. Um what but, was the one with Brother Williams? Y'all did that one. That on was own? ascend. That was ascend. Oh, okay. Um, but our our last our last one, I can remember. Um, I can remember doing altar call, and I had no idea what to do. I, I mean, I knew some songs to do, but I didn't know what to do that would be right for that moment. That was just that. This was when uh, Brother Clark Brother Clark Copeland preached. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but Uncle Jason or Brother Jason was there to say, you know what, y'all need to do this song, and it and it went over like it was supposed to. But that I feel like that, if anyone was to ask me, and I'm not saying I'm a singer or whatever, but if somebody said, you as a singer, what is the hardest thing that you ever have to do? And I feel like it's it's not preparing or not hit the high notes or whatever. It's making sure that I'm in the right spirit and I'm anointed before I sing. Because yeah. if I'm not if I'm yeah. not if I'm not anointed, then I'm just up there making noise. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, so. So y'all are uh, learning a little bit. I, I think I tell tell uh, young people all the time, y'all are uh, the first, you know, 20, 18, 19, 20 years has gone by so fast in your life. Y'all know y'all are on the, you know, in the next seven to eight years, uh, if, if the Lord tarries, <laughs> y'all will be the bulk. I mean, y'all oh, yeah. will be leading the church. Uh, yeah, you know, that's crazy. As, as, uh, and that's just natural for for that to happen. That's important. Oh, yeah. That is so important for um, uh, for well, obviously because I've got a five year old. I don't think I'll ever be out of the loop. But um, for those that are having um, you know empty nest and they'll be having grandchildren and things like that, you know, um, it's so important. I'll just charge y'all right now. It's so important, and y'all have done a r- remarkable job. Living a life that, and all of, I mean, I could fill this whole room right, with with, right. with oh, all yeah. of oh, the yeah. youth. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and so this goes out to all of the youth that um, that I know. Y'all have lived a life that will make it very easy for the for the church to follow y'all. Right. Uh, so don't mess that up. Yeah. You know, whatever you do, guard that, uh, guard your character and guard your integrity because. Uh, I see Brother Dylan Craft get up there, and he is—he—he's uh, going to win the heart of the people. I, yeah. I just have a feeling, um, you know, when I first when he first come here, I'm like, I don't know who he is, you know, like that. Yeah. But I've learned to really love him. Oh, yeah. You know, he's a, a true, yeah, he's uh, a true soul, man yeah. of God. And I know that he'll—you uh, um, never know what's going to happen. But he is yeah. really—he's uh, the people are really loving him, and I know that's the same thing that's going to happen to y'all because. 
next five, ten years, you may not see Brother Jeffrey up there playing bass as much or Chancey playing bass or even Uncle Jason or, you know, Jason leading so much song service, you know. That's going to have to go to y'all. So I appreciate it. I applaud y'all for living a life that's going to make that an easy transition. Yeah, but just just like, uh, you know, you said we. I, I may be talking too much, but just like you said, you know, we're doing that maybe for the younger kids. It was like my dad, you, like um, that older generation um, that did that for us too. Right. So it's not like, you know, it's not like we're doing all, we said it was our fight and stuff like that. Well, these are, these kids coming up have their own fight yeah. too. I don't oh, want to yeah, discredit that. Everybody just like y'all fight. had y'all's own fight, you know? And so it's, um, yeah, uh, maybe you're giving us a little bit of the credit for that, but you know, we probably wouldn't do that if it wasn't for y'all. So oh, yeah, it goes both ways. Well, I think, um, we've all worked so well as far as the Lord's help us under the leadership of pastor and everything like that. How, uh, we talked a little bit, and I think COVID, co- the Kobe really brought this out. Uh, I'm all for some, some corporate prayer. I mean, I, I, I like the corporate prayer, but I'll be honest with you. Uh, I like getting up at the church around four in the morning sometimes when nobody's the there. Morning. Well, I guess yeah. it's just being alone, being, you know, where you can sit and, you know, in corporate prayer, if you're just sitting there, people think you're not praying. Right, you right, know? right. <laughs> they kind of look at you funny. But, you know, if you make a point to get up, and you ain't got to get up at 4 o'clock. I'm just saying, if you have to, if you make a point to get up at 5 o'clock, and you're just sitting there Six. thinking on the goodness of, <laughs> thinking on the goodness of the Lord, yeah, uh, no doubt that you've got his attention. So, um, and Lyndon touched on this a long time, you know, talking about just really praying and really getting into the yeah. the Holy Ghost alone. Uh, and we can think is, is so... Corporate prayer versus just private alone time. Uh, I'll let each of y'all kind of touch on that. Well, How do y'all know, feel about is that? Do you like the corporate prayer? I, I like just I like just the me and me I'm, and the. Lord I'm a time. people watcher, yeah. so it's hard for me to go into like a room full of people and not watch people, and also like listen uh, to other people. I know me and Jackson, we usually are at the church. We have to be at work at the same time, so we're usually at the at the church at the same time praying. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but it's not like corporate prayer. But um, but yeah, but just like Jackson was talking about him being um, like feeling after the Holy Ghost and stuff like that. If it wasn't for these these guys, I'm not really involved with like the music as much as they are uh, the music side of it and stuff like that. But if I wasn't um, if it wasn't for their prayer life and stuff like that, then they wouldn't be able to do the things they are do. So I they probably wouldn't say that, but I'll say that about them. Um. Yeah, y'all, y'all keep it, uh, y'all keep it tight, man. Um, as far as corporate prayer, corporate prayer versus alone prayer, I like both of them are necessary, but I just don't. I think there's just some things you just can't pray about with other oh, yeah. people around. <laughs> um, Go, to do any, tell. I don't name any names tell. here, but I've been at the church many times, and <laughs> oh, I be guess careful now. <laughs> people won't be. Be careful. <laughs> they don't know you there. People just don't know that I'm there, and they're saying they're being very audible about what they're praying about. <laughs> and they probably should have just prayed about it, and they're at yeah. you know at their house in Get their own prayer closet. In the Lord. But I like a good prayer time with other people, you know. Um, but as far as just what I prefer of over the two, I like I like a long prayer, you know. Um, I think I think just sitting and listening. Oh yeah, yeah. People, some people like to just be saying stuff the whole time, you know. But you got to listen. Oh, yeah. I think. Um, <clears throat> I don't really know if I can pick one. Um, alone, I guess you could say alone time prayer is 
it's definitely a time where you can just sit there and and really be at peace with your situations and or pray about things that maybe you just want to pray about by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Or I straight up fell asleep in the church. Right, right. Doing some I, alone as have I. Yeah, as I have I. Up, woke up 15 minutes later thinking I'm like three <laughs> weeks. Listening for God. Um, you, but you've never had a nap like you had before school when you when your mom makes you go in there and pray in the church <laughs> so you go pray you go lay under a pew and you take a little nap before school but the only the the only thing i would say that i about corporate prayer is um corporate prayer i feel like is good for is good for helping other people yeah, and it's good for the body good for the body whereas alone time is where you really just need to work on yourself um i know there's been several times whenever i was growing up it's all. It was always a thing. Even when I was really young, the guys would get in a circle and just pray, um, and that's that's great because not only does that help yourself, you know, but but it gives you a rapport with your friends. That okay, we can pray together, and it's not weird. Um, yeah. I know several times I want to get our young guys together and say we need to pray because you know if 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 I see my buddy praying, then I'm like you know what. I need to do better. Let me start praying. Or, or, and so corporate yeah. prayer is more of, in my, you know, and how I see it is, what can I do to help the younger generation really? Um, and us older guys will get together and pray too, but the majority of the time I see the older guys praying with the younger guys. Um, and I don't really know about the girl section. I don't, you know, whatever. Well, I, I talked, I talked to about a um, couple, couple, it wasn't this Sunday, it was Sunday before last. Um, youth group just got caught up upstairs, and uh, uh, my Sunday school classes are are mixed in with the youth now because we don't have a room. But um, we really just got caught up in the in the top or in the youth room in prayer. Yeah. And uh, some of the young, I mean, it got it gets pretty wild up there. And some of the younger kids had never been in that. Wow. And y'all were baptized in a prayer room. I'll yeah. be honest with y'all. Have been in some. I know y'all have been in some pretty wild ones, but there's yeah, a few, I've been few, in some heaters, man. Yeah, there's been, there's been a few of the younger, few of the younger people that just have not been exposed to that, and uh, so I did talk to uh, some of the, the older girls, I'm like y'all need to get these girls in a circle. I guess we've been we've been circling up for we've been circling the wagons before service for twenty years almost now, and uh, I want to encourage y'all to keep that up. You know, um, I feel that the younger kids, the younger men, the younger boys would really do well if y'all would 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 be a part of that every every service because they just look up to y'all so much um we're going to switch gears real quick i want to talk about and um again this is a i know it's 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 hot not necessarily hot topic but i want to just touch on social media real quick it has just become a major, um, maybe that I don't think that was the thorn that Paul had in his flesh, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely a thorn out there. Uh, but I'm just here to tell people that's listening and, and you guys, it's just part of us now. Right. It is so interwoven uh, into what we do on every level. Uh, you know, as far as churches are going to, uh, even though they're having services inside, they're going to li- they live stream their services and. You know, everybody's got a Twitter and an Instagram and a Facebook, and um, I don't have a TikTok, but um, you know that's one that I just I can't I can't can't touch on that. But um, so I guess the thing that frustrates me the most about social media is people actually take it for face value, and it's not. Yeah, uh, I hate y'all's generation. Social media. I mean, and y'all's age it. group, pretty much. Um, and just talking, I'm just talking about the the 
let's talk about church kids, okay? Let's right. just talk about the church kids. Um, you know, um, I get a lot of this, you know, uh, and maybe maybe the girls are a little bit, they fall prey, victim to it a little bit more than that, but y'all y'all do know that most of this junk is just junk out there. You know? It's like, yeah. you know, pretty much, uh, but the younger kids, you know, what are we going to do to combat that? Because, I thought at one time you could just unplug from social media. You just can't. Well, um, I disagree. Okay, talk to me. Uh, reason it, I mean, the well, unless you have like some kind of business you're advertising and stuff like. Well, like you get the this podcast, right. you know, the best podcast on the planet, of course. Right. You've got your own. Uh, you've got like your artwork and stuff like that that you use social media for to advertise. Uh, Lyndon has his own like small business where he does like car detailing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He needs social media to do that. That's like the, pretty much the only way he advertises. You know, the trucking company, I get more. Yeah. I get more. Yeah, that's uh, true. Uh, job applications through yeah. Facebook than I do anything else. I didn't mean to interrupt. But no, no, you're good. But um, I feel like unless you're probably in one of those two categories, you know, where, where you're using it for like a business or something like that, um, like either your own business or you know you have to have it for it, like you were saying, like with the with the trucks. Like I would just got to where it was just sucking up so much of my time to where yeah. I just, I deleted, I'm not saying everybody should. I just, oh, yeah. there's no middle ground for me. I can't, if I set a timer on it or something like that, but I'm watching the video, I'm going to turn off that timer and then just, you know, right. you get sucked in right, that, right, that right. rabbit hole. So I finally just had to delete all my social media, not for like any spiritual reasons or anything like that, just for the sake of, it was such a waste of time for me. And I don't I, Honestly, like I haven't, I haven't missed it at all. Like I feel better, and and, and two, it wasn't really ever an issue for me because I'm a pretty, like I don't know, I, I just never really fell to the whole, like this is what somebody's real life is, you know. Yeah, I didn't know you. Media. I didn't know that you were all for that. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't post a story saying I'm going off. Oh yeah! Right. Oh my God! I didn't post the story yeah, and I was going to be on. Like, oh, like, I need to get like, back so home like, so I can let everybody know. Well, it's all and like then, Sunday night. When we were all eating at Papa's, I just left. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody if, knows, man. Right, if you're gonna leave, if you're gonna leave social media, so, just do it that way. Don't don't. Yeah, do a I big just post. seen. I felt like I was, and then in two, like to bring Are it they in inactive or deleted. No, they're just inactive. Okay, okay. So well, if I ever feel like you know, if, right, okay. if it's somebody's That's birthday cool. or something not, like that, yeah, I want to get on yeah. there and post. I'm not saying like I just I don't have it on my phone to where yeah, I just yeah. don't cool. waste time on it. Um, but I felt like too, I have. Like, I've seen it personally with friends and family and stuff like that. Social media is just horrible, horrible, horrible for especially young people's mental health. Adults got enough sense to know, like, this is not, this is not reality. Yeah, but how young, how young is, I, is, is too young for that? Because, you know, and I guess I'm, I, I didn't live. Well, I, guess, I just see people, yeah. they, 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 act like they think that that's real life. You know what I'm saying? It's and it's just not, it's, it's just the highlight reel, man. You know. It's just it. That's all it is. Is the highlight reel, and then people start. It's it's the world's worst um, like comparison ever. Yeah. You said that people sit there and they get so sucked into it because it's so time consuming yeah. that they they sit on social media, and they're not just browsing social media. They're comparing themselves. Right. Yeah. So instead the Bible of just clearly says yeah, don't compare. And so instead of just looking at looking at, they're not looking at just memes or whatever like that. They're not looking at their their, um, you know, their grandkids' pictures and stuff like that. You know. Young people are not doing that. Instead of sitting on social media for like a good reason, they're spending hours comparing themselves. It's not just scrolling, like liking memes, seeing what my friends are up to. It's not that at all. Social media is a totally different animal than that. It's just hours of 
comparison. That's all it is. Yeah. So you think that's... And I see that that... I see the toll that takes on people in the youth group. I see them, like... Then they won't go up front and worship yep. because they they have a mindset of, like, what they are. They've so degraded themselves. Compared to and other stuff people like, their age. And com- yeah, compared that. to other girls. Like, well, I'm not going to go up here and shout and stuff like that because I'm just... I'm not one of those popular girls. But, like... You meet some of these people that are like big time on Facebook, and you're like, "Oh my, oh my goodness, man, these are just people too." But they, they're such a false reality. And it's not really those people's fault. They're just doing what everybody else does. They're just posting stuff on social media. But I don't know. It just it irks me too, especially being out of it and then listening to people around me talk about social media. Like um, like today, my sister, like no shade thrown her, but she was talking about like, "Look, did you see this? Right? Did you see what she's doing? This is so." You know, I can't go into detail because you don't know who I'm talking about. But, um, I was just like, nope, I didn't see that. I win. Oh, I so mad. He's I like, beat, I, don't, I just don't see I that. I beat that. I beat that comparison. You know what I'm saying? I didn't compare my life to theirs today. That's, like, that's great. Anyway, and I'm not saying everybody has to do that. but just And that's not even the reason I deleted it. But that's one reason. Like, If like somebody that. ever comes to me and like, should I delete social media? I was like, my thought is, if you're even thinking about deleting social media, delete social media. Or at least do it for like a month and then come back to me and yeah. tell me like <laughs> I see a lot of people kind of bounce that out. Of Sorry, that. I didn't mean to like take no, over. No, no, no. They'll, they'll there, go ghost for a little bit and they come a, back and things box. like that. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I I actually did a a, a week fast uh, of social media um, a couple months ago, and um, you know it was it was very very rewarding because it's a it's a part of you know my life. You know, unfortunately, uh, and I do I do waste time. I'm not gonna be one of these guys that says. Oh, I'm, I'm never wasting time. On well, I'm not saying either. I don't waste time either. I just but, uh, I, I, I waste I, I, in different I just places, think, probably. I, just, I don't know where people can go to uh, to understand it, and it's not like a have to have. It's just to me, uh, coming from an advertising background and, 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 and an artistic background like that, to me, it just seems so interwoven with what we're doing yeah, these days. Yeah. As far and I think the church is has become. Um, I think they're wrestling with it because there's so much stuff that we do that's that's there. I mean, it's there, you know. So. And I don't mean to keep taking over, but like, just like Brother Marks was talking about at our our conference midwinter summit, talking about that unity. Yep. If I had if if churches would get rid of their social media, there would be way 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 more unity amongst kids, amongst preachers, amongst churches in general, like. There are so many churches comparing themselves to other churches, oh, yeah. like it's it defeats the whole purpose. It just destroys any kind of unity but, there. And I can say that because I've done it. I've looked at other churches and be like, man, they just trying to be us. Yeah. Or I've looked at them and be like, man, I know they really ain't like you, I, you. Almost get not really a bad spirit about it, but it's just that comparison because that's what social media is for and it's addicting. But man. it's but that I feel like that being advertised is also kind of necessary to, you know to get this out here say hey this is what's going on in our church yeah yeah, yeah. there's right. a balance there's a balance and so if anything that's that's out. the church's fault for being that way and that's yeah, well, so that the church needs say, to work on I was going to say about uh, and that was leading me to my next to my next question is this um, and it's going to sound crazy but you know uh, obviously we've got vessels of honor and dishonor and you can almost type social media to that you know uh, we can either use it for good or we can use it for for bad, and uh, so I think the balance there somewhere, and I'll let Lyndon talk here about it in a few seconds. But I think the balance on that is somehow finding the good in all of that. You know, um, 
um, you know, a, a person gets a, a, a new car or, or, or this, or they're out at loose in the, you know, no one really, no one really, and I always try to pick fun at it. Like if I make a bologna sandwich, I'm, 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 I'm going to put that bologna sandwich on there. Uh, so I've always tried to take my daily life, um, in my, my social media account is very scattered. It's my daily life from being a dad to being a husband to being, um, I may do, I may post a picture of me tarping loads or, or, or things like that. So I've always, I've never tried to hide anything, but I've always tried to find the good in that, you know? So if we could ever just do that. Yeah. That's one thing I'd say about you. You're not posting a highlight reel. I feel like you're very, very real on there. And that's like yeah. a, a breath of fresh air. That's one thing that's like that authenticity yep. is like that. I feel like that's, what's going to make people successful in social media in the next couple of years. Um, it is that authenticity is yeah. like, cause people are so tired of like getting on there. And like I said, just like comparing themselves over and over and over again, it's just a toxic rabbit hole. Well, have you ever to that point, have you ever been following somebody on social media and then you finally meet them? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you're like, wow, this person is nothing that they are on, on, you know, on, on Instagram or whatever. And that's hurtful to the person that is putting on and to, and to you. Yeah. Cause you, if you think someone's popular, if you think someone's cool, you'll be like, oh, if they do something, you'll be like, oh, I want to do that. Then you yeah. meet them, and they're not really as genuine as they say. And to put a spin, a spin on what you said earlier, um, if, if someone is on social media that you know in your church or just a neighboring church, you know, and you see how they're acting on social media, but you really know how they're acting in real life, that can, yeah. put a, that can plant a seed of bitterness in you, you know, that you yeah. don't need. Because yeah. if you see somebody through this so on true. social media posting on their stories about how they're and doing Bible studies and how they're going on outreach, <laughs> but you know what they're really doing. Yeah, that can that that can put a seed of bitterness in you that you don't need. And nobody needs. You know, I, 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 Lord kind of spoke to me the other day about something. I was I was um, somewhere, um, and um, I seen a mess or something like that. And that mess in my mind went back to a person. I'm like, um, I said, God, they need to do better than this or whatever. But you know what? Anywhere you're doing something, you're going to make a mess. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're being a, if you're evangelist or a preacher or a Bible school teacher. Or, you uh, bars. Uh, yeah, bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Father God, I'm clay in your hand. Yeah, he kind of had that cadence uh, roll. But uh, you're going to make a mess, you know. And I can't say that I've always done everything right, you know. Um, but um, it is a, a growing process. And speaking of that, I want to wrap this up with this, this last question that y'all talking about. Growing up, yeah. did it happen quick? I yeah. mean, is yeah, it is it something I yeah. I can remember telling y'all y'all are gonna y'all gonna miss this it, when you were a little kid? I take y'all and holler at y'all at, at youth camp. I say you, you're gonna miss this. You're gonna miss it. And I was always just so. Um, leery and, and worried about the kids that just couldn't wait to get up and blah 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 do this, and I try to I try to uh, I would try to shelter uh, the young people under my wing because I'm like um, you're gonna miss it. So let y'all wrap it up with uh, maybe what you miss about being a kid. Growing up was um, I was never a kid that was just ready to be grown. I I loved. My childhood, I loved it. I loved going yeah, in the all woods. All three of us and, are still kids. Oh yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> But what I meant by that, as far as the weight of that responsibility, right, right. Yeah. You, and, you know, now. And it was like, I grew up, I guess, when COVID hit, it was like, 
because I'd always I'd always worked with the my, my family or whatever. But when COVID hit, that was like, all right, that's when I started working pretty much full time. Um, I started doing more stuff that is growing up. So it's almost like I went from uh, age of you know sixteen, early age of seventeen, whatever. I was just life was a party, and then COVID hit seventeen, which was still my which should have been a party party year of my life. That was just cut off. So like I come back from COVID, and I'm eighteen years old, and now I'm the youth group. I'm still in, I'm still I still go to youth stuff, but I'm not a I'm not a student in the youth group. I'm not a you know, I'm graduated now. Um, so it was like I grew up extremely quick for. Um, faster than I wanted to, I guess. Not that I, I mean, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy being who I am today, but, um, it puts such a weight on my shoulders as, is seeing this, this group of kids come up now that's like, now I'm the older, older person. Um, and one of us had said something about, I think you had said something about Matt being 12 and everybody else being way older than them. Well, now the youth group is in a way where, you get in the youth group at age 12 and you leave the youth group at 18 or when you graduate. Um, so now it's like I'm walking a very thin line as to um, the things Lyndon and I do as 18-year-olds. We it's, it's, it's a very thin line to say I want to be extremely careful on influencing younger kids. Because, That's good. That's good. Because me as an 18-year-old are going to have different ideas and different things that I do than a, than a 13, 14-year-old would do. And that doesn't mean we're bad people. It just means we're we're older than they are. And so I feel like that would be the hardest part of growing up is realizing that I am now I'm not an adult, but I am now <laughs> I'm far from an adult. But I am now the older kids. The older we're we're the older kids now. Um, yeah. So I guess that that would probably be. I don't know if that answered your question, but yeah. Could you repeat the question, please? <laughs> Just growing up, I mean, yeah. you're, here you are, you know, and uh, where y'all could once just bring toys to to church, and yeah, with yeah. your tie all lopsided and things like right. that, uh, bow ties, and I, I, you know, yeah, bow ties, yeah, it happens so quick, and here y'all are, all three of y'all and, and other young men right, playing right. music and <clears throat> just <clears throat> just being a part of everything, really heading that up, it uh, it come fast, it come fast, oh, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Um, so how do you feel about um, how do you feel about that coming so fast? <laughs> well, um, I'm a true kid at heart still, uh, but I remember I remember one of the point that and this wasn't the point that I was like okay I'm growing up, but I remember when I got my first job at 12 I was working and and when I went I went in that first week and I worked and I was like man. God, I I want to I don't want to do this. I want to I want to be at home. I want to be playing in the woods. I want to be playing at the dirt. The you know, dirt. Man, I'm you know. on twelve. <laughs> and and you know, and I I remember asking. It's so weird. I remember asking my boss. I was like, Look, man, can I like have like a couple of days off? Like, just do to, I have to wear all this Carhartt? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, just to be a kid, you know, like just go play with my friends. Because, I mean, no shade or anything, but I don't think at this point you no, were actually working. No, 100%. No. Y'all are still off. Being yeah, you were the first one. I mean, you were like toting a, a hard hat. <laughs> oh, been a bit, man. Been averaging 40 okay, a week. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I still goofed off at work. Me and Michael Grayson. Good Lord. We, <laughs> Shout out Mikey G. Michael Grayson. Me Shout and him, out to Mikey G. I spent my last couple of years of my childhood working with him, and he made it very fun. Right. So, I think growing up, 
I'm 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 gonna miss being a kid. You know, I'm still a kid. Little, I mean, I'm a teenager. You know, um, but I'm I'm gonna miss it. Uh, I miss going. I miss being made to go to youth things. You know, and yeah. hang out with all my friends. I'm not I'm not made now because I'm technically not in the youth group. You know, um, but I it's kind of scary. I think I think one of my biggest fears is a waiting too late to start the process for me to be what I'm supposed to be in the kingdom of God. Oh, yeah. And then B, just failing at it. You know, and everybody's going to fail in their life. That's what makes people better, you know. But I think what scares me the most is becoming something that I'm not supposed to be. Mm. Makes sense? So, like, if God calls me to be whatever he calls me to be, my biggest fear is not becoming that. Right. You know, and then that I'm 40 years old and I'm like, well, i got to make a career change. You know, I mean, I know it's never too late. But I think my biggest fear is wasting away in the first parts of my adulthood. You know, not being where I'm supposed to be. And that, that's my biggest fear as far, as far as growing up goes. Matt, wrap it up for us, son. Um, <clears throat> I didn't never, like, it was kind of weird. Like, just kind of, I feel like it just kind of happened. You know, I've been working full time for, like, I think five years in March. And, like, I, it just, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like just a couple, like, months ago, you know. Like, we were, we were at the dirt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we were being the council, you know. And um, It always seems to come back to that. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, it, I didn't ever, I, I never thought, I didn't think I was going to, like, die young or anything like that, but I just never thought that I'd be looking at, you know, like, okay. being 21. Like, not, like I said, not because I thought I'd die young, it's just like, oh, I'll never be 21. Yeah. And now Lord here I come am. come back and get us and want to worry about all that mess. Yeah, man. and now, like, here we are, all of us, like, working, like, full-time jobs, like, Starting to driving, driving around, <laughs> mobbing around, got starting to like <laughs> to plan out our lives. Like as scary as that, like like yeah. legitimately, we're in the like very very beginning stages of planning out like what the rest of our lives look yeah. like. And it's it's, I agree with Lyndon. It's kind of a there's a responsibility. I feel like we have, um, and actually I've been thinking about it some like coming into the new year. But, like, we have a responsibility to make sure to, you know, to, to be feeling after the will of God and stuff like that and to fill out our, our, our calling, oh, yeah. whatever God wants us to do. And I feel like a lot of us already know, but, like, make sure we pursue that. Right. You know, we're not, we say we're still kids at heart, but there's still a time, like, the Bible says, you know, you put away childish things. Right, yeah. And that's kind of one thing. Um, even with the social media, like, coming back to that, like, that's, like, I feel like maybe that's one of the reasons I just decided to get off of it. Just, I feel like I'm trying to maybe put down some of those childish things. Same thing with them. Like they're like just seeing them leading like in the like worship and music and stuff like that. I feel like all of us um um are kinda doing that. Oh yeah. And um that's kinda been my focus coming in this new year, which is like oh, yeah. putting that kind of stuff down and like not trying to grow up too fast. Right. You know, obviously we're still hanging on to I mean, I don't think guys ever grow up. I've seen no, some stupid I mean, stuff we, my dad's we done. Never, never grow up. Yeah, still will always be the council uh, of the dirt. But yeah, just want to well, focus up. I want to tell y'all that I'm proud of y'all. And I think that y'all are all headed in the right direction. And uh, you know, um, I don't think you can mess up anything at this point um, if you keep your mind on God and right. keep your focus. I uh, listened to a quote today, and Verbal Bean said, "When we're in the will of God, we're giants." Uh, but if we, you know, we've got to find that will of God, right. and I, I know wow, everything we good. talked about today um, will uh, will bless some young people. And uh, 
I want to shout out to all the young people there at the oh, church yeah. and other and the and other kids yeah, all shout around. out Royal, shout out Chosen uh, to all the other kids that uh, that y'all know from other churches and things like that. Just be encouraged about living for God. And uh, 2022 is going to be uh, it's going to be uh, what's the, it's not lit's an old word now. Yeah. I don't even think that's a thing anymore. It's going to gonna be busting. No. Might as well end it there. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. Thank you all. Love you. Love you.